America's Mountain. 156 turns with 4,725 feet of elevation change across the 12.42 miles at speeds faster than most of us have ever gone. The Pikes Peak International Hill Climb is truly the race to the clouds. The race that has withstood the test of time, mother nature, and death. It has a long 100 plus year history that takes place right here in our backyard. How's it going guys? Welcome back to another Pole Position Podcast. I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Thank you guys for joining us again. Uh, my name is Jackson Apquist. I am your host, and I am joined today with a very special guest, Luke. Hello, guys. Hope you're ready to talk about the Pikes Peak Hill Climb. Let's get to it. I'm very excited. So we're here to talk to you guys about this day because Luke and I both have had experiences with this climb, and uh, I had the pleasure to experience it in 2019. I have been to Formula Drift. I've been to dirt track races. I've been to boating races. I've been to pretty much everything to do with a motor and anything to do with motorsports. Um, this one by far was the most incredible experience I've ever had. Just seeing these cars rip up the mountain at 100 plus mile in an hour, um, doing it super quick. And I, I mean, it's unbelievable what Jackson's saying. Honestly, I was fortunate enough to go in 2017 and 2018 and, you know, waking up super early two, three in the morning to enter the mountain to be able to go up there and watch the race where you're stuck all day is truly breathtaking. And you're stuck on the side of a mountain with all these super into it race guys and girls there to see these cars absolutely haul. It's very cool. Yeah. And like you said, like you, you can't leave once you're up there. That's the best part about it. Like once you're there, you're there and you're locked in. For oh the yeah. It's, day. it's a whole day. You don't come off the mountain until seven or 8 PM. And you know, you're entering the mountain at three in the morning. It's oh, it's crazy. just, it's just the craziest experience I've ever had within motorsport. All right. So Jackson's going to kick it off with some history about Pike's peak. Thanks Luke. Pikes was first discovered in 1806 by Lieutenant Zebulon Pike, where Pikes Peak bears and honors his name. Pikes stated that this mountain will never be conquered by man. But now we know that it's fully conquered by machine. The race first started as the Pikes Peak Auto Hill Climb in 1916, with Ray Lentz winning the race with a time of 20 minutes and 55.6 seconds. The plan was to use this race as a marketing event held by the Broadmoor, and still to this day, is one of the headline sponsors at the event. The first race in 1916 was done so on a very narrow carriage road that was built. That's very crazy. If you think about it, 20 minutes back in 1916. Now what? We're sub 10 minute times. Sub 10 mountain. minute times. And you will find out later in the episode of how quick the fastest time on the, on the hill is. So continuing on with more of the history about the Pikes Peak International Hill Climb with Luke. So one would think that to hold a race for 100 years, the road development would be one of the first improvements that they would make for safety. Safety of the driver is very important. But for those of you who haven't had the chance to drive up this 14,115 foot tall mountain after 2011 would have no clue that before then it was unpaved for the most part. The Pikes Peak International Highway stayed mostly unpaved until 2011. During this time, the Pikes Peak International Hill Climb was still ran on dirt roads. The road was paved in an effort to conserve the environment surrounding the Pike National Forest. However, this did make the race faster, but also way more dangerous. I mean, that's, that's just crazy to think about, that at one point it was fully dirt. Fully dirt, there was no pavement whatsoever, and then they paved part of it, and then it, it was... It, 
the the complications and tires to even run that. And, and there's no there was no guardrails. It was dirt, and then you'd go straight off. And well, it was just was a carriage road stopped. when yeah. it started. It was just a carriage road. It, that's just mind boggling, and the the mindset that the drivers have to be in to go into not only just a dirt road but a half paved half dirt, and then now a paved road. It is still just mind boggling how much mental effort it takes to memorize every single turn. It's really quite impressive. So now my favorite part about the mountain, the kind of cars that go up this. So this race, unlike others, does not have a specific type of class. There's everything from ATVs, motorbikes, to multi-million dollar prototype cars, NASCARs, and anything, literally anything in between. They have categories for everything. We talked earlier about how the race was first in 1916. It was won with a time of 20 minutes and 55.6 seconds. In 1922, the record was smashed by over a minute and five seconds by Noel Bullock. Cars were improving, and so were their times. If we fast forward to 1980s, Walter Rohr was the first person to break 10 minutes up Pikes Peak. His time at 10 minutes and 47.8 seconds was truly bragging rights. The times kept falling and falling, quicker and quicker, as more and more of the track was paved. In 2018, Romain Dumas in an all-electric Volkswagen IDR shattered all records by setting a breathtaking 7-minute, 57.1-second run in the 12.46-mile race. I mean, that, that is just, that's stupid fast. That is, that is just insane. That is crazy. And, and to go from a gas engine in multi-million dollar cars or NASCARs to something that's all-electric, all-wheel drive, to be able to set a time like that, that is truly incredible. I mean, for those, for those of you who haven't been in the race, one of the cool things with that electric cars or this electric class that they bring in now, it, they have these super, super loud beepers on them because they're so quiet that you can literally not hear them coming. It is one of the craziest things I've ever seen is a car moving that fast, but there's no engine noise. You hear tires, you hear mechanical movement, but you, but you don't hear a, a motor. All you hear is the beep, 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 beep as they go up the mountain. So as I talked about earlier, as things were being paved and times were getting quicker and quicker, death became a lot more apparent on the mountain. So death in race cars is something that we don't see very often in this new era of racing that we've been a part of. We had Roman Grosjean's scary crash last year in Formula One, and that was about the closest thing that we've seen in a long time. With the advancements of technology, fire protection system, better tires, and the list can go on. However, three out of the last seven deaths that have happened on Pikes Peak during the race have happened since 2011 when they paved that new, the entire road. I was unfortunately one of the last people to see Carla, Carlin Dune, who passed in 2019 on his final stretch to the finish line. For those of you who are unaware, once they paved all the roads, it was really hard to keep them up. So the, the end of the last stretch is very bumpy and can be very treacherous for these motorcycle riders as Carl Dune was. Um, he came up the last spectator spot, we saw him go, and the race stopped. We had no idea what happened, and unfortunately we had to find out after the race, a couple days after, that he did pass. And it was super scary to think that you were one of the last people. And Luke, I think you had kind of like similar experiences with this. Yeah, the back in 2018 when I was on the mountain, I witnessed a motorcycle driver, much like Carlin Dune, 
uh, go around a final bend out in the distance and I heard no motor, nothing. And the next thing you could hear over the radio was them calling in for Flight for Life to come down and grab this motorcycle driver. Thankfully, he lived and he made it, but he did have a very significant spinal injury. And this road, as Jackson said, is very unforgiving. And one mistake, especially on a motorbike, can be very, very, very deadly. I mean, this, this race has claimed the lives of six racers, one track official. The rush of driving a car at 100 plus miles an hour up that mountain is one thing that I don't think I could ever do. I mean, memorizing the turns, just having the manpower to, to do this mentally is just absolutely insane to me. These people that did die on Pikes Peak, they loved racing and they died doing what they love. And it just really shows how dangerous this race is with the amount of limited guardrails that they can even put on there is just mind blowing. And it really does take a special human to go up this mountain. And we're very fortunate that people exist to give us the entertainment and also entertain themselves by being able to go up this mountain. All right, guys, so we are out of time here on the Pole Position Podcast. Uh, I'd like to thank Luke for joining us today. Uh, it was a pleasure having him, and I really hope that we can do this again sometime. It was great to be here, and I hope all of you at home have learned something about Pikes Peak. And check it out in the upcoming race. They are running this year in 2021 uh, amidst COVID. Uh, we'll see if we're allowed to be on the mountain. That is still a question at hand. Hopefully we can be. Yeah, we're planning to go this year. If yep. we can, we're planning to go. Absolutely. 